This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 84. I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say you care. Hello and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture Goodfellas one publicly sexual minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Josh Flanagan. I'm here with Ron Richards. 
Hello. <laughs> and all I want to do is make him laugh in that part. That's my whole goal. You got me. You got me. <laughs> and of course, with as previously established Hollywood insider Ben Simpson. Hello, gentlemen. I like how that's like it doesn't say anything, but it seems to say a lot. <laughs> it's a nice title. Like a lot of Hollywood insiders. Minute eighty four starts with some bribing and it ends with some contraband. That's a good that's a good mix. Yeah, yeah, it's full circle is what it is. Yep. So, yeah, my first note is public blowjob. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know if that's a note. It's just a thing I wrote. Yeah, well, apparently it's visiting day at Lewisburg, and we get a, we get a, we get a picture of what that looks like to the world. Uh, well, actually, before we talk about that, uh, the minute does start with, the, with, with a couple seconds of Henry wrapping up his drug deal. And you see him tip the prison guard like like any other like the bartender at the casino, right? He tips the prison guard for helping him out. Quick note on the the the, the gentleman playing the prison guard is a, a gentleman by the name of Gene Canfield, and Gene has the distinction of he's he's a New York based actor, and he has been on Law and Order so much that he has played eight specifically different detectives and one judge. Oh. I thought that was interesting. I so. thought that I recognized him. I yeah. was like, that's one of those character actors. He could have been one of eight detectives on Law and & Order and, or one judge. That's <laughs> nice, though, that he doesn't. Well, did, did this... he hit all the shows? Oh, yeah. Law and Order? Yeah, yeah. It's the whole – I'll give you the whole, uh, the whole rundown on him. Gene Canfield, he was on Law & His first exposure to Law & Order was on Law & Order Criminal Intent in 2001 where he played Detective Harland and Detective Cardenas. By the way, same season. And then in between 1991 and 2004, he played on the general Law and Order. He played uh, Detective Nelson, uh, Detective Fred Nor- Norris, uh, Detective Salvo, a guy by the name of Dale, and a guy by the name of Gerald, right? as well as McBride and D'Agostino. Then on Law and Order Special Victims Unit, he played he can do uh, Italian and Irish. Yeah, yeah, he can. He played <laughs> Detective Geary, regular Robert De Niro. <laughs> and then he played the counterfeit unit detective. He didn't get a name in that one, unfortunately. And then finally, in Law and Order Trial by Jury, he uh, was Judge Eugene Timmons. So there you go. That's his. It's uh, interesting that he's always on the cops side. Yeah, no, he's on the. He's in on, this movie. He's yeah. he's he's a CO. So yeah, clearly he's got a, he's got a type. Huh. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so so do you think I've never been, I've never visited anyone in prison? Does public fellatio happen? I mean, I'm sure surely... he asks Josh or me. <laughs> ben, in your experience as an international playboy, have you seen a public blowjob? <laughs> I've never. I don't. I don't think I've witnessed a blowjob uh, in a back alley. <laughs> oh God! All right, let's stop now. I like how the guy receiving is looking around. Right? <laughs> not not as if they like. Uh oh. They might catch me looking around, but just like checking things out. Yeah, just just look at yeah. He's, he's just yeah. He's getting a feel for the joint. That's all. <laughs> so uh, this is a great pan as we just see the people of prison. You know, a baby getting changed. You know, you get a sense of you get the din. You get the discuss. You know, like it's a big room of just people talking to inmates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I guess that's a thing that you would do. Yeah. If nobody like, I think like the first time he's like, hey, I got an idea. <laughs> and then like two or three later he's like just get on with it yeah, right yeah it becomes expected it. right yeah <laughs> like he i get this like they're all you know pooping in front of each other all the time at this point so it's yeah. not yeah it's, there's no there's no shame left anymore right <laughs> this by the way this minute it gives so, for some great background extras watching Oh, sure. Oh, by the way, yeah. So, like, after we get the pan of everyone visiting, we see Karen and the kids arriving uh, at the prison. 
And there's a bunch of, it looks like mothers or girlfriends with children on visiting day. And there's one kid who just, as Karen walks by, does not want to be there and does an eye roll head tilt up. That is just, that, that is gold. <laughs> totally authentic. Yeah, totally authentic. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine having to make my kids wait in line to go into the prison. Well, that's a good point because much like the Copa, Karen skips the line. Right. Yeah. That's a nice little symmetry there, right? <laughs> She's special everywhere. She arrives and the prison guard says, Mrs. Hill, right this way. And she just passes everyone. No one questions it, though. That's what I thought was odd. Yeah. Yeah. So the prison's in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, and Karen and the kids live on Long Island. Okay. All right. That's quite, that's quite the trip. Let's see. Right. We're Talk gonna, amongst yourselves for a moment. We're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do the math between how long of a drive. So from Lewisburg, Pennsylvania to let's say Lawrence. Let's say she's in Lawrence, New York, right? That is uh, by car is a three and a half hour to four hour drive. Uh, Lewisburg mm-hmm. Lewisburg is actually a little west of Scranton, south of Williamsport, north of Harrisburg. Also keep in mind that's an American car from the seventies, so right, she probably right. had to stop for gas three times, right. wait in line for that gas. Probably blew up once or twice. She had to take Interstate 80 across Jersey into Pennsylvania, which means that she had to go up to the GW, to the George Washington Bridge, and from South Shore, Long Island to the GW, that could be a, depending on the day, the time of day, that could be a horrible drive. I mean, the Cross Bronx Expressway alone. Well, let's sure. be honest. Any day you're driving to prison to see your husband, it's not a great day. <laughs> well, did she put on the gigantic down coat for the whole trip? <laughs> or just in the, in the parking lot? <laughs> Yeah. So let's talk about her ridiculous jacket. Yes. Do you know what time of year it is? Uh, no, we do not. Okay. We can only assume it's winter. I mean, we almost have to. Well, everyone's the- well. Well, looking at the other extras, I don't see heavy coats. I see some mm-hmm. coats and some jackets, but no one's sporting a winter coat. Well, that uh, if residents of New York City will recognize that as the old lady jacket. And the old lady jacket comes out any time after September starts, regardless of the temperature. Well, it's after Labor Day. Yeah. Yeah. You start wearing that. And those are warm jackets. They're down, full coverage, good for smuggling a salami. Yep. <laughs> the jacket's ridiculous is my point. And I, I, and I kind of wonder why they're putting on the charade. Well, they can't, they, they can't be that obvious that she's smuggling in the, in the goods. I know, but they, they just all come out on the table while they're – that guy's getting a blowjob. Yeah. I mean it's not – you know, there's nobody. Nobody's hassling Henry about this stuff, right? Well, that, that's my point. Is that so? So you know, late, at the very end of the minute, Karen gets upset, and we'll talk about why she's upset in a moment. She gets upset at Henry, and she starts throwing meats and cheeses and drugs at him that she's smuggling into the prison. And actually, this happens at the very end of the minute. And I, this in juxtaposition from the minute from a couple of days ago where Henry comes in with the bag of goods. It, this is much less glamorous. By the way, like if if the source of the contraband has been Karen in her ridiculous jacket this whole time, I lose a little respect for Henry. Well, listen, you got to get it any way you can. He's a hustler. <laughs> you know, according to the sign-in sheet, I'm looking at it now. According to the sign-in sheet, it looks like we're in November. It looks like possibly November 10th or at least when when Janice visits. Yep. You can kind of get away with the jacket. So it's November. the day before, right? Is yeah. that how that works? Which, by the way, also, yeah, so, so Karen comes to the prison, she signs in, we see the close-up on the prison ledger, and she sees that Janet Rossi has visited Henry Hill, and that's what gets her upset. Also noted, though, that if you read the register, the... Um, Are you looking below? Yes, I'm looking below. The, <laughs> the inmate that is directly below Henry Hill is Joe Balabusteros. 
or spelled phonetically Ballbusteros, <laughs> which I've got to believe someone's like, oh, let's make the Ballbuster name underneath them. <laughs> I want to know at what level that came in. Right, exactly. <laughs> is that the production designer? Did it go higher up than that? Who is I'm Joe Ballybusteros? <laughs> some prop assistant. You know, like Ballbusteros. <laughs> I really, I want to. I actually do want to give credit to the, uh, this basically the spinning newspaper shot is kind of what it is. It's yeah. just a, a manual way of doing that. They spin the uh, registry around, you know, yep. and it has that dramatic push in, and then the jump cuts to all the different names until they uh, push in on on Janice Rossi, who you may remember is a whore who lives in uh, apartment two R. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how in various movie trivia websites and things like that, they list the Ball Busteros name, but there's no explanation of it at all. It's just like the name below is listed as Ball Busteros. <laughs> Bali, <laughs> that's, <Bali> Busteros. <laughs> that's direct Italian for Ball Buster, right? Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I, I, say that. <laughs> I really I like the cut very much to you see the name and Henry's just like, what are you talking about? We don't have to watch. They don't waste any time in this yeah. movie. You already know what the question is. Well, so we get right in there. Well, what's great? What's great about that whole sequence? You're right. Is that is that you know not only do we get the the register, the newspaper, the registry turnaround as she's signing it, and then the spotlight on Henry's name, and then and then the cut of Karen's eyes, and then the pan of Janice Rossi, and then Karen looks up and looks directly in the camera. Right, she looks directly at us, and you know, and she's got a straight face, and you know, she's thinking that son of a bitch. Well, the camera <laughs> theoretically has been talking to us the whole time because it's Henry, right? Just in a very abstract way. So I guess that that kind of works, right? I, I just thought it was interesting in that it's a, it's like we talked we talked previously about like when was this, when Sunny Buns uh, looked directly in the camera that we thought was by mistake. This this has got this is a direct. Direction, look right in the camera, which I think is interesting because it's different. I don't think any of those were by mistake, especially given I, the end of the movie. Well, Gabriel Hardman told you otherwise, so there you go. Fair well, enough. but yeah, the way that she she gives the look, and I don't think it's said in this minute, but are you fucking kidding me? You know, she yeah. we, we don't hear the F word, but she the look she gives is almost worse. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. That doesn't, that doesn't count in the in the count. By in the way. count, by the way. Which, by the way, up <laughs> right. to this up to this week, we the even though Connor's not here, the fuck count is zero up to today. So just so we go. <laughs> yeah, other than because we, we don't count the look. But I yeah. think if we were counting looks, then that one would count. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. And, and then Henry immediately goes to, it's not my fault. <laughs> where am says, I? I'm in, I'm in prison. Where am I? <laughs> I'm in jail. <laughs> I love that he just take, can take no responsibility for anything. <laughs> I'm not saying he should in this instance. He probably shouldn't. She's bringing in what looks like a very nice salami. Yeah. And you don't wanna you don't wanna lose that. It's yeah. a very good system. <laughs> Where am I? Hey, I can't do anything about who comes to visit me. Jeez. Crazy you could not visit with them. But I guess <laughs> then she could still write her name in the registry and he could have said there's lies there he could have done. Yeah. I didn't well, see her. Yeah. What are you gonna do? He can't control it. She All blew right. him. You shut up. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Anybody else have anything else in this minute? So Ben, yeah, let's turn about the clock, Mr. Simpson. Would you remember the first time you saw Goodfellas? Not clearly. I'm a younger gentleman than than both of you, so this is something that would have been. I think I would have first experienced it on television as just like a movie that would be on, and I, I, I'm 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 scared to say that the first time I saw it would have would have likely you know my, I grew up with HBO. But I don't, I, you know, so I either watched it there or, or even more horrifyingly on TBS or TNT, wherever, you know, they would play it with all the 
cursing bleeped out or changed into something even worse than just bleeping it out. So if you watch um, it, do you ever do you ever anticipate the lines being the edited version? No, because I've uh, because then once you know once DVD became popular enough, that that was an early film. I remember making the conscious choice to buy that. Like I've bought that early in the life of DVD and in Blu-ray, and have a digital version just because. I like the idea that wherever I go in the world, if I want to watch Goodfellas, I sure. can and will. I'm never that far from it because I've watched the movie a number of times since then. So I don't, thankfully, I don't, you know, it, but it's the kind of thing that if it's on TV and you watch a couple of minutes uh, of it, you go, oh, I'm just going to put this in and watch it again because it's great. And I don't, I don't want to watch commercials and I don't want to see all the uh, effing and jeffing removed. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, this is not something I would have been taken to the theater to see. So I can't, I can't really pinpoint. I'm sure I saw it earlier than I probably should have, which is really when you should see Goodfellas, I think. At, at, what, at what point did it become a special movie to you? At what point did you become a person that you said, I know these guys doing a podcast that are examining the movie in ridiculous uh, detail. I think I can be part of that. You know, when did uh, that kind of movie for you? In college, that in college, when I had seemingly endless free time, could go to bed at four a.m. and wake up at eight a.m. for class, it was just like that's something that you could always have playing. Because yeah, I remember looking at the clock in college at, t- at certain times, going like, "Oh, it's only midnight," which means I can still watch two movies tonight and still get up for class tomorrow. You know, if, you, if you're out and about and then come home and you're like, oh, I can get some, I can get some movie watching done. I, th- I think that's when I did, you know, ironically, you come out to L.A. and you end up, you know, working in film and television and you have less time to watch that stuff than you did or, or at least less time for just pleasure viewing. Uh, so certainly in college, I watched it a lot. I remember watching that DVD a lot. That's fascinating because I, I watched a lot of movies in college as well too, but I don't think I ever measured my night by the number of movies I could watch. <laughs> I totally did. I completely you did? I completely related to what he just said. No, no, I relate to it, but I never was like, oh it's midnight, I can still watch two more movies. I just would keep watching until I would go to sleep. That's all. You know, I just think it's movies is a unit of time I'm I'm interested by. That's all. <laughs> no, yeah. I, 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 no, because yeah. It was for me trying to maximize, you know, what, how much I could get done. That. Right. Get done in the loosest of terms. Right. Because um, yeah. a lot of times it was watching a, a movie for the 10th time that semester. Right. So where does uh, Goodfellas fall for you in the pantheon of Scorsese movies and then the pantheon of mob movies? I, I mean, I, th- I think it's got to be up there in both, you know, for, in both uh, categories. Right. You know, Godfather and this. You know, just in terms of, you know, pick one, pick one, uh, pick one. It's hard because there's such different movies because you I mean, The Godfather is a saga and this is one film. Right. The Godfather as a whole, I think you could take over this. But Goodfellas over a specific Godfather, might, you know, interesting. Could, could win out. That's interesting. That's good. Uh, yeah. That's the best answer I've heard for that. Yeah. And in terms of Scorsese. I mean, it's it's up there too. I, I mean, I think I think it's got to be for me his best movie. Yeah, right. and it's because it is it is not a comedy, but it is one of the funniest films I've ever seen, both intentional and unintentional. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. <laughs> so yeah, it's. I mean, I think that's sort of him at the height of his powers. Right. I don't think we've really gotten into that. It's sort of like what the best Scorsese is, and I think I think you're right. But it's it's definitely easily 
sort of the most digestible is not the word I want. It's the most enjoyable Scorsese. Yes, accessible maybe or accessible sort of dumbs it down a little. I yeah, think. it does. Yeah, yeah. It's not that, but it's just it's a full package of. Mm. It has it on a very visceral sort of upfront level. Look at oh, look at these people swearing and whatnot. Look, look at that guy getting a blowjob. But then the deeper you go, the more enjoyable it gets. So it it doesn't lose any of that. Right. It's certainly more. The Godfather is a very good film, but it's certainly I think it's more entertaining. Yeah. So Ben, in your in your ventures in La La Land in the great city of Los Angeles, have you had any run-ins with yeah. anybody related to this movie in any way? No matter how minuscule. Well, this one's pretty. This one's pretty good. Ellen Lewis, his longtime casting director, I know. I know pretty well because I worked at HBO for a number of years, and she cast. I mean, she cast Boardwalk Empire. She cast Vinyl, both of which are Marty's shows at HBO, and she did other stuff uh, for HBO while I was there. And I just fell in love with her because she has. I mean, she is a spark plug, like just like full of energy and like likes to talk and likes to sort of go at it, you know, with, with anyone. And I, I just think she's the most you wonderful person that? in the world. <laughs> What's that? Oh God, no. But no, she's just like, she, she's someone that you can, you know, that, that, you know, trade, you can trade barbs with, I guess that's right. the, like, she's fun and like amazing at what she does. There's a great documentary called casting by that she's in. And I think Marty's in talking about her and how, yep completely essential she is to his process so yeah i was thinking and i I think this is the first film of his that she did that's a good one it turned out that the people that she cast in this movie were then cast in every single gangster production from then on so good work (laughs) which shows how good she is yeah Yeah. she just she just ran with it basically (laughs) on on all of those law and orders and stuff too because she's the one finding so, so I noticed in that anecdote uh, just now, you referred to Martin Scorsese as Marty twice. Do you feel qualified to be able to call him Marty? Good question. Sure. Thank you. Know. And I mean, furthering the connection, before HBO, I worked for a famous director who has a history with sharks and aliens. And during <laughs> that time, I did, we got, you know, offices sort of trade Christmas presents. And I, I got I got a present from Marty. The card from Marty, through Apple gift card, which I used to buy my first iPad. <laughs> so, so well, in, 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 if you want to stretch the truth, Martin Scorsese bought you an iPad. Essentially, yes, yeah. <laughs> let's, now, <laughs> let's give it up to industry gifts, by the way. If yeah. You just want to do the math on that. Because <laughs> Ben, I mean, you know. Strictly speaking, you're no one. You got iPad level. Oh, oh. at the time. Oh, oh. You believe the tiles on this guy? <laughs> when I was there, I'll show you no one. But you know what I'm getting. You know what I'm getting at. Your guy in the office. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm not making the. I'm not. I'm not making the picture. But yeah. Right. Yeah. But you know, I gotta tell you the way that you just said the picture. I totally bought it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it does work. Yeah. 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 I worked on that show. Yep. <laughs> Wow, true tales from Hollywood of Ben Simpson, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I did, I mean, I have no aspirations to be an actor, but that did not stop me from endlessly needling Ellen to try and just cast me in something, put me in something. To no avail, sadly. But uh, and so you what never was, know. When, what was her reaction to that? Was it a playful ha-ha? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm a ridiculous person, so I think she took it uh, sort of at uh, the the dumb face value. Were you wearing? Um, but I'm sure, and and like I, you know, I, I think it helps. I met her in a professional context. I was good at my job. You know, all of that. I'm sure there are people that finds out who find out who she is and sort of endlessly badgers her, is sending headshots, resumes, reels, all of that. Uh, and that, I mean, I, I I don't envy that. Uh, so thankfully, that's that's not where I was. To, to any to any degree, right? Yeah. Well, well. What's funny is that apparently uh, you were just badgering the wrong person because, as we learned with uh, Maury, if you badgered Robert De Niro long enough, he'd put you in movies. <laughs> well, if you were his landlord, yeah. <laughs> which was, I mean, that's a key element, <laughs> right? Yeah, true. Uh, but but also the badgering. <laughs> well, excellent, Ben. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's just it's just a it's just a celebrity filled adventure every day of your life, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, the stories I could tell but won't. A you know, coke fuel fucking you, you guys are not insiders. You, right. you, know, you can't uh, you can't share secrets like yep, that. There it is. Wow, and I I feel bad because I gave you the title and now it's being used against me. <laughs> Tragedy. <laughs> exactly. It's tragic. Yep. All right. Well, I think that is gonna do it for minute eighty four. We got one more this week. Ben, are you still uh are you still are you important enough that you gotta go somewhere? Or do you think you can finish this off with us? I, I can I am I'm Committed to, to seeing the week through. There we go. He's a professional. Minute 85 coming up tomorrow. Until then, you can check us out on Twitter at Goodfellas Minute or on Instagram and Facebook at Goodfellas Minute. And, of course, you can find our episodes at our website, goodfellasminute.com, properly named. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash gfm, and you can give us money. There it is. I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, or you can go to goodfellasminute.com slash support. Uh, we can find that other link that we just talked about. Or you can shop via Amazon, uh, where if you buy something, they give us money. <laughs> and if you have any questions about anything you want to email us, you can go do that at contact at goodfellasminute.com. And, of course, make sure to show up tomorrow, not only for Ben's last day, but because we will be uh, naming this week's patron uh, with their mob name, which is uh, always a celebration. Until then, we will see you tomorrow. Or will I go from rags to return? My fate is on.